Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. This is Sports Overnight America with your host, Jeff Rich. Hello, good evening, and welcome in. It's Foul Territory on Sports Overnight America, a presentation of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Jeff Rich and Jen Rich with you from Phoenix, Arizona. We'll hook up with Ryan Leong uh, sporadically throughout the evening. He is covering the Sharks game down in San Jose tonight, so we'll take him where we can get him. Uh, as for you and me, uh, we've kind of hit that point of the year where uh, the middle middle of the week does not always present us with uh, anything that we particularly feel like watching, but sometimes I, I surrender to the sports channels just to put in the time to kind of uh, legitimize my position here and – I found myself watching a lot of DePaul basketball. I have no ties to Chicago other than you, but I'm watching DePaul play Big East basketball on Fox Sports 1, and the Tuesday experience was uh, kind of interesting. They got drilled by Marquette, just like they got drilled by Villanova over the weekend, but sooner or later, I'm going to tune in to Fox Sports 1, and DePaul is going to win a men's basketball game this season. I think I have watched more... DePaul basketball in the last three days than I have in my entire life. And you are from? The Chicago area. Oh, right on. Right on. Uh, playoffs coming up in the, the National Football League. I sit here in my Bears hat and my Kane County Cougars shirt. But not a DePaul like wristband or shoes. <laughs> I joked that I'm going to come home tomorrow and you're going to be in all DePaul stuff. You're going to be like a DePaul sweatshirt, skull cap. Oh, yeah, I got that stuff FedEx coming right to me uh, here very shortly. So uh, we got a fun night. Uh, nothing really particularly that we need to drill down at. Uh, I think I, I'll go a little out of bounds here in foul territory with uh, Ryan Leong when he joins us. Uh, actually, next segment, and you'll be here the whole way through. So she's Jen Rich. Anything to add before I go to break? Nah. I'm Jeff Rich. It's Val Territory. It's Sports Overnight America. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back.
Exergen would like you to know about an important new study by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has always known. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette party. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I need to be able to work from anywhere, so I need to have supplies, well, everywhere. It's possible at Staples. I need the same setup for my home as I have at the office, without twice the cost. Also possible, because your local Staples store has the tools your business needs to get work done. Now get 40% back in a Staples store bonus when you buy any two Inker toner cartridges. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 115, limit two in-store only. See staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? We could romance the legal copy. It never gets the attention it deserves. And some lawyer worked real hard on it. So take it away, lawyer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Now that was some beautiful legal. Well done, lawyer. Well done. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. You're listening to Sports Overnight America with Jeff Rich. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sports Overnight America. Jen Rich with you from Phoenix. Jeff Rich is in person with me here. We have Ryan dialed in with us from the Bay Area. When you're not listening to us live, make sure you get us on the social medias at What's Up Riches, at Jeff Rich Talks, at Ryan Leong, at A Girl of Many Hats, and, of course, do not forget the Sports Byline Network, at Sports Byline USA. This is the part of the evening where I typically have a handful of questions for uh, Jeff and Ryan, but uh, 
I've been really lazy this week, and I don't actually have anything written up, so I am just going to stare awkwardly at Jeff and see what happens. Well, we're at the point of the year, thank you, Jen, uh, where you know football season is winding down. Of course, we're entering the NFL playoffs. Uh, college football is in the clubhouse uh, after Monday night's Georgia win over Alabama, and I don't want to talk about any of that, really, with Ryan Leong. Uh, I think college football is you know something that you could talk about with us ryan but uh when everything is is uh limited for the playoffs in the midwest and the southeast and the championship game features only two teams from the southeastern conference i think that it kind of abandons the rest of the country when you say all right we've got 130 teams but we're going to select two from the 14 teams that play in the sec it doesn't really do anything for the stanford and the uh, berkeley alumni there in the bay area yeah, but as we talked about before on the show, and uh, you know, is that it's not a this is not a college football area hotbed, no matter what, anyway. And I find that the alumni are, of course, going to follow their schools, and diehard college football fans are going to follow. But for the rest of us, it's just not it just doesn't move the needle. You know, it, it just isn't all that interesting, and and people really don't care to watch it. I, I did watch the national title game, but even that, for me, I didn't start watching till the fourth quarter. Same, same. I, I insisted on the air that uh, I wasn't going to watch it, and uh, it was not appointment viewing. We had things to do around the house, uh, took care of a little bit of our uh, you know, winterizing our wardrobes, uh, you know, vacuum sealing the stuff from the summer, a lot of shorts. I put all of my Browns gear except for the Victory Monday shirt, which I wore on Monday, and uh, the 75th anniversary shirt, which I wore for their game against the Bengals on Sunday. I put all of my Cleveland Browns stuff, I put all of my Arizona State Sun Devil stuff in vacuum bags, and uh, it'll pretty much just be from a sports perspective, hockey and basketball from here on out, which probably doesn't bother you. I've never really asked you this before, but uh, Ryan, of the four major sports, that exist in this country baseball football basketball and hockey which is your favorite one to watch as a spectator definitely hockey no question love going to hockey games uh i'm gonna head down to the uh, you know watching the sharks game tonight and uh you know it's fun watching hockey in person there's nothing better i mean hockey is just it's just one of the just one of the great sports that you have to see in person unfortunately for most of the country um except for people that you know are probably privy to going to hockey games or they grew up around the sport, it really doesn't get much notice, which is really unfortunate. Um, you know, even the, even the NHL kind of knows this. And one of the things that they offer is if you have the NHL app, you can listen to all their radio games for free. You don't have to pay for it, which was really kind of a surprise to me. A pleasant one, no less, because I'm happy to listen to it without having to pay money out of pocket to listen to these broadcasts. But it just doesn't move the needle at all. I mean, you know, we're talking about how college football has been kind of struggling the NHL is just really, it just really doesn't have an audience, I don't think, for what it should, given that it's one of the four major sports. I kind of agree with that. Uh, football is going to be my favorite. You, you'd never believe this, but playing, you know, when it comes to playing sports versus watching sports, I love playing basketball. If you could get me on a pair of ice skates and teach me to skate without falling down on my head, though I'd be wearing a helmet, I might be, you know, really into uh, the sport of hockey. And, you know, I think therein lies the problem is everybody plays basketball, at least recreationally. Everybody plays soccer, at least recreationally. I would say a good percentage of kids
could still play little league baseball growing up. Uh, you know, and it kind of depends, you know, the more violent sports like hockey and football, you know, so some parents just do not allow their kids to play that sport. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more lost in translation from being prevented from playing the sport to trying to watch the sport as an adult with, with hockey than there is with football, because I think that there are modifications of the game of football. You know, you could play two hand touch hockey, you know, you still have to figure out that skill of ice skating. And then you've got to figure out every, you know, all the stick work and uh, you know, trying to avoid being hit, trying to avoid having the puck taken away from you. I think it's such a comp. It's a simple game, but it's complicated if you don't understand the rules and don't know what's going on. And that might apply to all sports. Definitely. And I think also with hockey, it's not a, it's, it's a sport that requires lots of equipment. I mean, basketball and soccer are probably the easiest ones to play because all they require is one ball, right? And football, I guess, in theory, also just requires one ball, even though, of course, you need all the padding and everything else if you play tackle football. But baseball and hockey are the two sports that require lots of equipment. And it's just not a practical sport, I think, for for the average person. Certainly not hockey at all. I just think hockey is uh, a sport that you definitely need some financial backing with which to uh, to, to play the sport. Right. And it's, it's very, very expensive. The ice time is expensive. I mean, you're talking about cooling the ice for, you know, for the entire day, which, which is going to cost, you know, the arena managers, no matter what it's, it's going to cost them money, you know, due to the energy costs and things like that. But, um, you know, you could, you could modify baseball in certain ways. You could play kickball, you know, you could just play with a tennis ball and a bat and everybody out there with their bare hands. That's a, you know, in fact, that's how we played in my little cul-de-sac in Northeast Ohio growing up was aluminum bats with the, uh, with the tennis ball and uh, off the bat, it seems to move a lot faster because of the, you know, the retention and the physics that I don't understand to it. Uh, but it, you know, tennis ball just isn't going to give you that flight uh, that a, uh, uh, that an actual baseball does. But, you know, a lot of people just don't have the land space to play baseball when they get to a certain age, because, you know, you start breaking windows. Uh, you know, if you're playing in the street, it, it's, uh, you know, you become a lot more, ballsy for lack of a better term about cars coming and um i remember when we played in the street we made the traffic wait i watched uh, you know a movie like wayne's world where they played hockey in the street and they you know uh, they gave way for uh cars and whatnot it's a matter of having the the space to play having the people willing to play and uh and having the minimal equipment to play uh like you said basketball you know basketball you do require the hoop but it's just a ball if you can go down to the park uh football it doesn't you know just requires enough area to play the sport and, and for the younger generation it just doesn't uh require as much uh if i could dig a little into your past uh were you an athlete growing up uh, did you participate in sports I did. I was not very athletic, though. I, I, I was a terrible shooter in basketball, but I played good defense. So I like to consider myself like uh, a Dennis Rodman type, if you will. So I was pretty good at defending. I could rebound. Uh, that was the extent of my basketball ability, though. And I certainly appreciate the sport. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people that are not good athletically uh, make for uh, people like us who either get into it as broadcasters or coaches or people that, you know, I think when you have a natural ability to play athletics, it, it, you know, it, it, it tends to be a little bit different because things kind of come to you easily, easier as opposed to somebody who may not have had been gifted athletically. So, But you still have appreciation for the sport. So I, I did do some basketball. 
I did a little track in high school and did some crew as well because I could I, I could run okay, but uh, you know even then I'm not a, I'm not some kind of a speed burner, and I'm glad I just keep a an average build. So uh, you know I haven't changed too much since uh, since my youth. Well, we didn't have uh, a crew team or a crew club of any sort uh, growing up in Northeast Ohio. Uh, before we get out this segment, uh, Jen, what did you play growing up? What did I play or what did I pretend? Um, Either way, we got about 10 seconds here. Uh, baseball, soccer. They tried to put you in basketball and volleyball because you're tall, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so a little, little fun dive into the past of our correspondent, Ryan Leog, and our update anchor, Jen Rich, here. Hey, Ryan, uh, we'll let you go for now. We're going to catch up with you at about 40 after the hour. I appreciate you taking the time out. Of course. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you both. All right. Let's throw it to a break. This is File Territory on Sports Overnight America. You're listening to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. 
When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Sports Overnight America with Jeff Rich. All right, everyone. We are back. It's foul territory on Sports Overnight America. We just had Ryan Leong last segment. We'll get him back at 40 after the hour. But uh, for right now, Jen, I just wanted to have a little bit of a casual conversation. Just you and I uh, made all kinds of promises that I wasn't going to watch the national championship game on Monday night. And first of all, Monday night is such a stupid night for college football to put its showcase game on. It's most important game of the season on the television. Uh, Once upon a time, I watched Ohio State win a national championship on a Friday night. They moved it to Thursday for a couple of years, and it's been on Monday night for the last several years. And all I've got to say is why? Wouldn't it make more sense to put this on a Friday or a Saturday night, just like the, uh, you know, like where the game goes, where college football goes on Saturdays or, or even Friday, because we see college football on Friday. I think it makes sense on a Monday. You do. You got a bunch of people. It was, you know, the first day of the work week. They just kind of want to go home, eat some pizza, watch some sports ball. Maybe make a big sandwich along the way. Maybe make a giant sandwich, yeah. Um, no, I think you put it on Fridays and Saturdays when people, you know, they go out. They do movies. They do, I don't know, what, what do people do when they go out now? So in the same breath, what do people do yeah, people what do go people out? Do when they go out? Well, I don't even know anymore. The station's based in San Francisco, so our San Francisco audience is like out. What is this? Uh, this such term? a hermit. Yeah, I'm like I, I don't. What do people even do? But uh, no, I think I think Monday is a good fit for it, especially if it's going to be these continuing matchups that no one has an interest in, anyways. Uh, do you think that the Super Bowl uh, would benefit? From a move to Saturday or from the government saying that, okay, Super Bowl Monday is a national holiday. Everybody take the day off work. NCAA national championship game and Super Bowl are not the same thing. Well, I'm asking. Not even remotely close. The Super Bowl Bowl is way more important to more people than a national championship for college football. I I 100% agree with that. So people will make themselves available for whatever day. That is that is. Well, I'm saying what makes sense is just rather than have that hangover Monday, that call in sick Monday. Well, like they could have it on a Wednesday, and people would take off Thursday and Friday and just have a four day weekend after it. So moving the Super Bowl to Saturday could be a good idea. I think it would be. I, I think they've done studies at this point that show that productivity after certain days and Super Bowl Sunday is one of them, is not usually great. Well, and I think that it makes a lot of sense to, you know, because it's a global event, you know, and of course nobody's going to have that perfect time zone, but it makes a lot more sense to put it out there on Sunday morning uh, in the, you know, eastern part of the earth rather than uh, having it bleed into Monday morning like it did when the Broncos beat the, 
Falcons in 1999. Well, it uh, is tentatively a West Coast game this year. It's in Los Angeles. It is tentatively in California. But it starts at the same time. It starts at like 6.40 Eastern time, uh, regardless of where it's played. And in its 55-year history, it's only been played within the boundaries of the United States. So we're just dealing with three time zones. If they move to London, you know, are we going to have like a noon Super Bowl? I mean, you know, it could because if you do it. That would it, be great. If you do it at 6.30, that's like 11 o'clock. I, I think a midnight Super Bowl in London would, would kind of work out, but you'd like the Super Bowl to be a little earlier in the day. I would love a noon Super Bowl. Roll out of bed, just immediately start having like wings and chips and num-nums. Maybe take a little nap during the game. Wake up to see the hopefully exciting conclusion. But not the halftime show. You're not, uh, you don't really make the halftime show appointment viewing. It depends on who it is. I think this year we have a bunch of like rap and R&B, so it should be decent. And that makes sense because uh, they're all right there in Los Angeles. That's uh, you know what a Los Angeles type of Super Bowl was. Yeah, they had it in Miami a couple years ago for the the hundredth season, and it was J Lo and Shakira, which was a very Miami thing, you know, theme thing. So when we get it back I think here, there's still people upset about that Super Bowl halftime show. About uh, fifty year old J Lo showing yeah. it off, I, I I had no problems with it. It wasn't no. like I was sitting there drooling over the te- television it broadcast. It would have been okay if you were, though. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, it merited it. She did a lot better than Madonna did. I don't know if you remember Madonna's very shaky Super Bowl performance. It was pretty bad. She fell. Oh no! Yeah, no, she I fell didn't. at one point. I see yeah, it. just completely. I I remember you were in the kitchen. It was the year that we did. Um, our kids for pizza okay where for like no money at all they gave you like seven giant pizzas and a bathtub full of chicken wings i, I mean 35 bucks you'll pay 35 bucks for 24 wings oh, now yeah. now you will yeah. but for 30 oh, i haven't looked at their pricing recently i imagine they've had to uh price match 35 bucks you used to get two large pizzas and a dozen wings i i you know that that's that was the best deal in town if it still exists it still is the best deal in town if you're in phoenix uh we're talking our kids pizza and wings which is uh 35th avenue and west glendale road Yes, but yeah, you were busy putting together your plate of tower of food, and yeah, Madonna was the Super Bowl that year. Okay, okay, and we've you know my my father used to snowbird out here, so he'd come by. He probably actually saw it. So he probably actually saw it. so that's the Super Bowl, and, and you know they do different things for like they did something different for the national championship. They have the mega cast, they have the coaches cast, they have the game on like four different channels. They're all different variations of what we now know as the Manning cast. Yeah, games going on in the background. Uh, people that are not the announcers are talking about the game, and or, or maybe they're not even talking about the game. Maybe they're just having a conversation that uh, you know reels itself off of a tangent of the national championship game. All right, so. Uh, situation was wasn't going to watch it. Uh, saw that it was you know it was a field goal affair. I think it was thirteen to twelve. The uh, Georgia led in the fourth quarter, and I just kept waiting for Alabama to uh, take care of business. So I turned the TV on. It's a one point game. You know, beginning of the fourth quarter, and uh, there's a controversial call that uh, goes in Alabama's favor. It looked like an incomplete pass. They call it a fumble. Alabama takes it uh, and punches it in, misses the two-point conversion. So uh, they lead by five, and then uh, 
Georgia takes the lead back, and you know it ends up being kind of a crazy finish. Uh, Alabama down eight, trying to uh, just find it any way that they can. And Bryce Young throws a long interception. He had a two interception night, so uh, I, ex- I fully do expect him to be the first pick in next year's draft. Uh, but he did not have his greatest night, and he did not have a perfect season despite winning the Heisman Trophy. Uh, I, you know, I think that there were people out there last year that had a problem with Mac Jones being nominated because he wasn't the best player on his own offense because he had Najee Harris and, oh, who was the other guy? Who was the other Alabama receiver? He's made a pretty uh, big impact in the league already. Uh, but you know, not, quarterback not the best player on his own team, so that's uh, you know that's going to cost you some. Uh, speaking of different types of broadcast, uh, the aforementioned DePaul Marquette game on Tuesday night in Milwaukee uh, featured. It was an all-access broadcast. We got a lot of Tony Stubblefield. We got a lot of Shaka Smart. We and got way too much Shaka Smart. And we didn't get a whole lot of basketball on our screen. No. I don't know that I want to sacrifice that much of my screen for the Shaka cam. So what Jeff is referring to is instead of seeing the entire basketball game on our entire screen, they condensed it down. And originally it started with just the one screen with Shaka Smart, and then they rotated over to uh, Stumblefield. But then they decided, why are we just doing one at a time when we can just take up half the screen showing both of them. So left half of the screen showing basketball, right half of the screen is a vertical A very zoomed in. You can't even see the whole body. We are talking like chest to maybe the top of the head. Zoomed in on these coaches, and that's all you see is just their reactions to what's going on in the game that you can't really see because it's on such a small part of your screen now. Shaka Smart used to dress pretty sharply when he was at VCU and at Texas, and it's just like... He kind of let himself go here with this uh, Marquette job. He's like, it's We're Milwaukee. Chilling, Wisconsin. They they don't expect me to wear a tie. No. So he came wearing a uh, short sleeve shirt over a long sleeve shirt over presumably another short sleeve shirt. Presumably. So and then uh, Stubblefield was just angry, and his team was losing, and he said, you know, his uh, team has been losing, and they and have. You been can losing. tell because his voice was incredibly strained, like he has been yelling for days. Well, they're nine and six, I think, uh, on the year now. Uh, so Someone from Chloroseptic is listening. Please get that man some Chloroseptic. Yeah, we don't. Spritz. Do we know for a fact it doesn't sound like that all the time? Because we are. We don't. I am kind of a new Big East basketball <laughs> fan. I, I I was a big fan of the original Big East with Georgetown and and Miami and Syracuse and uh, you know West Virginia was originally part of it, but. Uh, you know, once the Big East started to kind of give way in football, uh, I lost the interest in basketball. And then, you know, Syracuse goes over to the ACC, and uh, there's no rivals left for Georgetown other than Villanova. And they've always kind of been little brother to Villanova, but the uh, script is definitely flipped on that one. Villanova is definitely the big brother in that Big East uh, rivalry uh, matchup or uh, comparison there. Uh, I, I, you know, I like the idea of the Catholic schools all competing. I've got to watch it a little bit more, and I appreciate that Fox Sports 1 is delivering it to us a couple times a week. I I don't need the all-access. I was to say, admittedly, when I turned it on the other day, on the TV guide, it had said that it was Michigan at Michigan State, so I was not expecting it to be DePaul at uh, that. They were at home. They were at home against uh, Villanova. Oh, I want to say Valparaiso. Yeah, Villanova. 
the V and the A at the end, a bunch of letters oh, crammed in between Villanova, Valper, Valparaiso, Valdosta. All right, uh, well, let's throw it to a break. Let's uh, give a shout-out to the troops listening on the American Forces Network. You're listening to Foul Territory on Sports Overnight America. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back. I need postcards printed and designed. Oh, and a targeted direct mail campaign. It's possible at Staples. I need my presentation printed, bound, and perfect. Also possible. Your local Staples store can help your business navigate the future of work with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 129 in-store only. See staples.com print for details. This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. Uh, I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. And now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible. At a time when accuracy matters, accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. Now back to Sports Overnight America with Jeff Rich. All right, everybody, welcome back in. It's Foul Territory on Sports Overnight America. 
Brian Leong is with us in San Francisco, California. Uh, Jen Rich is right here with me in Phoenix, Arizona. It's Sports Overnight America. We call our hour of it foul territory. And Brian, uh, we don't have any requirement to stay in bounds here. So um, I'll start with one from the media world. And it's um, Dan Shaughnessy, the Boston writer. He has only voted for Jeff Kent on his last two Hall of Fame ballots. Now, uh, I know that you were in San Francisco for the era of you know Bonds and Kent hitting back-to-back in the lineup, but uh, not really much of a career outside of his MVP season in San Francisco. Uh, is Jeff Kent uh, even considerable for the Hall of Fame, or is Dan Shaughnessy just being a you know, being eccentric for the sake of being eccentric. Uh, no, his numbers are good offensively. I personally wouldn't vote Jeff Cannon for other reasons. I don't think he's much of a human being, to be honest. Um, did not Do you like prefer him or Barry? You know what? In some ways, I preferred Barry because Barry was consistently a jerk. With Jeff Kent, you didn't know what you were going to get with that guy. He, uh, one, one of the things I'll never forget he did is one time one of the reporters, during a massive scrum around his locker, he decides to grab her, her microphone and hold it. And I think although she thought he was being polite, I thought it was the mo- one of the most condescending things I'd ever seen him from, a, from an athlete. Um, I have little regard for Jeff Kent. Uh, the fact that we're even giving him this much airtime to talk about him is more than he deserves. Okay, so probably not a Hall of Famer, no matter what uh, Dan, Dan Shaughnessy does. Um, no, no, again, like I said, offensively his statistics were very good. He, uh, he could make some good defensive plays at times. And I don't care what anybody says, and everybody says, you know, oh, you have to, like, separate the player from the athlete and the statistics. That's a, that's the biggest load of BS I've ever heard in my life. People are people, okay? And if you treat people poorly, uh, it's going to reflect very badly on you. So um, my bottom line on that guy is he if he never gets in the Hall of Fame, I, 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 would, I would be overjoyed. We could, in fact, you know, next time I see you, uh, I'll, I'll buy you a beer just for the sake that he doesn't make the Hall of Fame. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have no opinion on it. What, what's your feeling? Let, let's take San Francisco out of it for a second, just because I'm curious. Uh, like guys like Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling, not not uh, outstanding human beings, but, you know, again, the numbers are there. Yeah, I mean, I I have a little bit more regard, I guess, for, for, for Clemens than I do Schilling. I was there for the Kurt Schilling near no-hitter in Oakland. I was rooting against the guy to get a no-hitter, and this is before I'd ever seen a no-hitter. And I still didn't want him to do it. So I was there in the press box for that. I'll never forget. Shannon Stewart was the last batter. And at this point, Schilling had done almost everything to perfection, pitching-wise. He apparently didn't listen to Jason Veritek. He signaled him, I think, for a curveball. And I think Schilling shook him off through a fastball, and Shannon Stewart lined it hard in the right field for a base hit. This is with two outs in the ninth inning. He was that close to the no-hitter. Uh, you know what? The Boston Schilling, he can suck an egg. Yeah. As, as far as I'm concerned, he, you know, his little part in the uh, in the run to the 2001 World Series is probably his best con- uh, contribution to the game. Uh, you know, he, he made a lot of fans here in Arizona during that World Series run because there was a uh, yeah, the one of the drive time guys. He's still in drive time here on uh, one of the bigger stations. Uh, you know, was a New Yorker. You know, so they they went at it because, you know, Schilling was a native Arizonan, uh, though, to. 
Um, I, I know that he pitched up uh, in Prescott in college, but he was, uh, I, I believe that he actually did grow up here in the city of Phoenix, which enticed him to accept the trade from uh, the Phillies over to the Diamondbacks. Because I think that at one point he was just content to retire a Philadelphia Philly. Hey, hey Ryan, let's uh, switch gears. Jen, do you have anything on the Baseball Hall of Fame? Nah. Ron Santos in. You're you're good. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah. Speaking of Ron Santos, I I feel bad. That guy was great. I I, I only I, I never got a chance to really talk to him because I always felt bad because, you know, when he was still broadcasting games, the guy was so hobbled by his his diabetes that you know you just felt really really horrible for the guy. But this guy, man, you want to talk about bleeding Cubby Blue? I think I think I almost think he bled Cubby Blue even more so than Ernie Banks did almost. I would say that that's uh, that's probably true, just because you know, the, you know, Ernie Banks became an ambassador. Ron Santo, you know, after his playing days, Ron Santo was an ambassador during his playing days, and up until he took his last breaths, uh, he was like you said, he bled Cubby Blue. Uh, Jen, we I actually guess... met him. Like I, I spoke to him. You were taking pictures of me speaking to him, but we actually did meet him at a, a little event that they were doing for. It didn't last many years, four or five years, maybe, during spring training. They uh, took a couple days aside to do a thing called uh, Fergie and Friends. With uh, Ferguson Jenkins. Yeah, Fergie Jenkins. And, uh, you know, a bunch of all old-timey baseball players would get together, sign autographs, take pictures, talk about the sport, and then they'd play a little uh, kind of like celebrity game. Yeah, like three three innings of celebrity ball, you know, soft toss, you know, soft toss that kind of thing. But uh, – it was always fun, you know. I've got. I was just looking at a picture of myself with uh, George Foster. Uh, we saw Raleigh Fingers out there. Uh, you, see, you got to see uh, Bill Buckner. Uh, Sant, you know, Santos' health uh, faded pretty quickly yeah. there, and um, he couldn't make every one of them. But we did make one of the ones that uh, that he was at. So, so I am going to shift gears here to the NFL, just uh, you know, for, for the next six or seven minutes anyway. Uh, you know, both teams are no longer in the Bay Area, but you have the Raiders and the Niners in. Oh, no, the... no, 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 no! Niners are in the Bay Area. They're not in San Francisco proper. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I was just going to say Vegas is gone from the Bay Area period, but I'm still going to refer to them both as Bay Area teams because the, the Raiders just spent uh, oh so much time up there. But uh, and plus, I know that you have probably more of an emotional interest in the Raiders than you do uh, in the Niners, who you probably have a professional interest in. Correct. Which is interesting because, like you know, again, I'm a San Francisco native, but I I almost find that. Oh man, how do I explain this? It's so weird because, like, I, you know, it's true. The, the the Raiders are significantly further away than than where the Niners are, but but their but their fan following is still pretty strong. And even in the Bay Area, although it's not quite the same, they still televise almost all the Raider games on the CBS or Fox affiliate in the in in the San Francisco area. Even though, like you said, they're in Las Vegas now. Does that make sense to you, Jen? Uh, like, would you? Do you think that Chicago would remain interested in the Cubs if they ended up playing in Cheyenne, Wyoming? I, for a very long time, because they were doing so poorly and consistently making such awful choices, thought that the city of Chicago would annex them to, I I always thought, one of the Dakotas. One of the Dakotas. Yeah. Um, We never got to that point, thankfully. They uh, righted the ship and and did some things. But, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that would still maintain their Cubness. 
All right. I'm going to just, uh, you know, just to kind of close the loop on all of this. Uh, I did not root for the Baltimore Ravens after the, uh, the organization left Cleveland as the Browns, even though there was a three year void where there were no Browns. Um, I did not follow the franchise down to Baltimore where they were re- Such rebranded. Such a cool looking little Raven too. I disagree. Do you want to talk uniforms here for a second, Ryan? That's a big difference. That's a big. That's a big difference, though. The, the you know the, the, that's one of the reasons why they had to rename themselves the Ravens. They could not stay as being with the same team color moniker, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Cleveland sued to uh, keep all of that, but you know, and, and definitely it's one of those cases where uh, one of these things is not like the other. So uh, something has to give in Cincinnati. Eventually, uh, have not won a playoff game since Boomer Esiason was there in 1990. Uh, Raiders seem like they're they're kind of hot coming in. Uh, they could have ended ended with a tie and still found themselves in the postseason. Uh, boy, you know, talk about wait until the 11th hour to win a game on Sunday night football, but uh, they go into Cincinnati, who's a very young team that, that you know kind of plays with nothing to lose. I think that, you know, this is a bigger game for Derek Carr than it is for Joey Burrow. Oh, no question. And Hey, what's more, what's one more year if the, if the Bengals don't make it right. I mean, come on. It's, it's I'm kidding. I, I that, that would, that would be huge if they could advance further in the playoffs. I mean, the Raiders, they made the playoffs once in 20, what was it? 20, 2014 or something like that. Right. I, I think the Bengals are, you know, like a beacon of hope for teams that struggled for a long time, including the Browns. The Browns did win a, a playoff game last year, but uh, Cincinnati looking to do it for the first time in 30-plus years, and they've got a good team. And, you know, I, I, again, I think this inspires hope for teams that are in the at the bottom. You know, they were able to draft Burrow. Uh, you know, they got a lot of criticism for, draft, for drafting uh, Chase this year. Uh, but you know, everything is kind of worked out and, uh, Zach Taylor has done a decent job. I just thought that he was going to be a Lieutenant from the McVeigh campaign that, uh, they got clipped in the long run. And then, like I said, uh, you know, probably more of a personal interest than a professional interest. And this is one of those nostalgic games. Granted, it's not at Candlestick Park. It's uh, at the Jerry Dome, but, uh, the Niners take on the Dallas Cowboys on, uh, Sunday. They are the... Uh, they're on CBS. I mean, you want to talk about nostalgia. They're back on CBS uh, in the uh, you know weeks after the passing of John Madden. That's got to mean something. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, you know, just to, I think, I, I think that game where the Raiders ended up winning against the Chargers was so special because they had the Madden family there to light the Madden torch, to light the uh, the, Madden, the Al Davis torch, um, and and both names are no so synonymous. You know, that actually, the, the very first time they even had the Raider torch. In Oakland, the very first person to light it was John Madden. Talk, talk about, you know, we talk about closing loops and, and coming full circle. I think that that's, uh, that's absolutely perfect that, uh, you know, he lit it for the first time and it was lit in, in his honor uh, this most recent time and in, in their most recent home game after his passing. I think that that's a, uh, that's a big deal. I, I'd really like the conversation to stay away from the, uh, the video game and really focus on his large contributions, 
uh, to the game. Uh, you know, you know, and and the video game is a big part of culture. But uh, he called the game, and he made you care about who he was. You know, that he was calling the game, and it makes you care about who you're watching. And I think that we set those standards with Dick Enberg and Merlin Olson, and with Madden and Summerall that everybody else kind of tends to pale in comparison, even the ones that are God, you know, considered by the consensus to be great. I agree. I mean, I mean, the, the best analyst out there now is, is without question is Tony Romo. And even then, I don't think Tony Romo can hold a candle to what John Madden could do. And, and the way in which John Madden, you know, was such an everyday person, right? And every man's man, right? That's why he could do ads for Miller Lite or, you know, boom, tough Atkinson acting, right? I mean, I mean, those are just great ads. And, and the, the one thing I'm, I'm, I'm happy about is that if you want to go to YouTube, and watch any of Madden's old commercials or any of his old broadcasts, they're up there for you to see. That's great. I, I have a lot of criticisms of the digital age, but you know, being able to get things like that free of charge. Uh, you know, you talked to us earlier about the uh, you know all of the hockey radio broadcasts being out there free of charge. Uh, there's not a lot that they're going to give you anymore that you don't have to pay a la carte for. So uh, I, I will throw the things that are actually free out there, and I will promote the heck out of them because there's no money to be made off of it. And I, I think that that keeps a lot of the purity in sports. When you t- you know you, you have your starter jackets, I have my fitted hats, and when we get too deep into that conversation, I think that we uh, you know, we become a little materialistic, not not as a put down, but uh, it the 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 joys of life and the joys of the sports world uh, are a lot of things that come to us free, including the broadcast, which uh, except for the ESPN ones, which will be simulcast on ABC, uh, everything is uh, coming to anybody with a television and an antenna and the ability to pick up the uh, the local stations. I think that's great. And I think it's great that you took time out. We're coming up against it, Ryan. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on again, Jeff and Jen. You guys have a great week. Appreciate that, Ryan. Small Territory at Sports Overnight America. We'll be right back to wrap it all up. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You're listening to Sports Overnight America with Jeff Rich. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Final segment of the hour here. Uh, I want to give thanks to my guest, Ryan Leong. Our guest, Ryan Leong. Uh, the usual cast of characters right here in Phoenix, Arizona. You got uh, Jen at the update desk. You got yours truly on microphone, n- microphone numero uno here. And I think that we were just going to go by colors so that there was no delineation. So uh, here on the red mic. On the red mic, but I, I could take my dampener off and put put an orange one on tomorrow if I wanted to. Uh, you know, we just do what we want around here. That's why we uh, had our guest on in segments two and four, and uh, Jen and I just kind of wrapped with each other in between. Uh, interesting to get Riot's perspective. Uh, you know, especially on the Raiders. You know, you talked about how uh, you know this is a a year to do it for John Madden, despite all of the dysfunction uh, that they've gone through. You and I don't really have a dog in the fight in these playoffs, and I know that we mentioned it on a show earlier this week, but uh, anyone but Green Bay, anybody but Pittsburgh, soft spot maybe for the Bills or the Bungles, soft spot for the Las Vegas Raiders perhaps, Niners, Cowboys. Cowboys haven't uh, haven't really done a whole heck of a lot since uh, they won that Super Bowl in like '96. Yeah, right. But if they do something, we're going to be hearing about it until like 2096. Well, here's the thing: is what, regardless of what the Cowboys do, we're going to hear about the Cowboys uh, until 2096, and, and and probably far beyond that. Until the I, asteroid I, comes. I I don't plan to be around uh, much. Uh, you know, much post. What is it? 2096. 
So I'm going to be 65 in 2043, so 96. You know, that doesn't sound like uh, the math is very favorable for me to uh, be around. That would make me, oh, about 118 years old. It's possible. I saw um, one of the world's oldest living women just turned 119 yesterday. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Do I look like I'm going to live to be 118 years old? That's where we're going to leave it tonight. Uh, for Jen Rich, for Ryan Leong, uh, for our, our helping hands at Sports Byline, my name is Jeff Rich. This has been Foul Territory on Sports Overnight America. Now stay tuned for more sports coming your way next hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.